Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Dude, how the heck are you? I hope that you're doing well because today I, um, I have to tell you something. Okay, I have to tell you something because it's about time that you hear it. There has been a conversation happening consistently that you have not been a part of. There has been an inner conversation that you have not been a part of. And I think it's time that you join that conversation. Before we get in too deeply, I want you to know first and foremost that it's been happening to me too. It's been happening to me too, and we don't even notice it. We don't even notice it because it happens so quickly and so automatically that we just go through the the motions and our inner brain is like, you know what? No, I can bypass that conversation. You don't need to be a part of that part. I'll do it myself. But here's the thing we do need to be a part of that conversation. And I want to explain to you why today. Every situation that we go through every moment practically. Our brain has an inner conversation and and runs through this conversation very quickly, very quickly without us even noticing. But I want us to break it down because here is some of the reason why we might find ourselves having particular thought patterns or decisions or behaviors that we are, are not really a fan of. The good news is when we join that conversation, we can do something about it. We can gain some awareness on it and then start to restructure it. But first we need to start at that awareness piece. We need to enter the conversation that we haven't been able to engage in. So here's how that conversation tends to start. A trigger happens. And by trigger, I don't necessarily mean you are particularly distressed by something. I don't necessarily mean that something bad happens, but something occurs. Some situation or stimulus occurs. Okay, and immediately our brain, without warning, without clearance by you, runs that situation through a filter runs that situation through some kind of distortion or defense mechanism, whatever that case may be, it it runs it through that particular filter. And if you want a whole breakdown on different cognitive distortions and thought patterns, I have a whole episode on that. Go take a peek, come back to this so we can move on, right? But it runs it through some kind of a filter. So for example, let's say that I am in a business meeting and I am giving a particular presentation and I see a coworker in that meeting looking at their phone, right? We're going to keep it real simple for the, for the sake of this example. They're looking at their phone 
And for me, maybe that filter that I'm immediately running through without warning, without permission from you, you're immediately running through this filter of, oh my gosh, I am boring the crap out of them. They don't care about what I have to say. Trigger happens, immediately I'm thinking, they don't care about what I have to say. So that filter occurs, right? And again, without warning, my emotion sets in. My emotion of, oh, I must be doing a terrible job. I feel really insecure. I feel really guilty for not doing something to the caliber that they wanted me to, right? So we have some kind of emotional expression, and that's when our kind of warning lights start going off. All of this is happening without our awareness. We just react. We just react. And let's even backpedal a little bit. This inner conversation that's happening without us, most of the time what we see on our end is a trigger happens, some kind of situation begins, and we see a reaction to that situation, right? Let's call that kind of the shortcut that we've been taking or this rut that we've been in. It's that reactive response. It's that habitual response. And to some degree, honestly, my friend, we get addicted to reacting that way. Addicted sounds like a strong word, right? But we get so habitually used to immediately reacting without pause, without warning, immediately reacting. The point of me bringing you through this inner conversation is that we can break that cycle sooner, right? That's not the first time that you've heard this from me. We can break a cycle sooner with awareness and reconstruction, right? Awareness and reconstruction. So if we know for ourselves the filters that we tend to run through, the cognitive distortions that we tend to depend on, and the emotional warning lights that we have going off like our emotional dashboard is saying, hey, tire pressure light, hey, I'm feeling really guilty. That's for a reason. That's for a reason. So if I actually listen to it, if I actually enter the conversation, I can intervene sooner. And maybe that reaction or, or that response is not going to be as heavily charged as it would have been previously, right? As it would have been if we took the shortcut. So a trigger occurs, we run it through a filter, we have this emotional response, and then we make a choice. We don't recognize that we make a choice, but we do. We have these rules that we follow, cognitively, that we follow, And it kind of breaks it down into a couple of different categories. And these three categories are really down deep in there. These ones take a little bit more effort to get to. Okay, the the filter that we run it through, that's something that you can probably, even sitting here in this conversation with me, can start to think of, oh, yeah, I do that. Are those emotional warning lights, warning signs? Oh, yeah, these are probably mine, right? And you can probably list them. But these three categories that I'm going to bring you through when it comes to our choices and and what they're influenced by, these are probably going to take a little bit more digging. Okay, so we break it down into three. The very first thing that I think we need to consider here is category one, the meaning that things hold for us. And by meaning, I mean things like our beliefs about ourselves and the world, right? The values that we hold and this identity piece, right? So much of that is contributing 
to the choice that we make, the reaction that we have, and the filter that we fill it through. Right. So in the example that I just gave, yeah, I'm in I'm in this business meeting. This person is not paying any attention, does not care about what I have to say. I filter it through. And behind that, deeper behind that is this belief that maybe the belief for me is that in order for someone to listen to me, I have to say a, a caliber of, of things or a, a level of importance to things rather than them just listening to my word for the sake of it being important, right? These values that I hold, maybe these values for me are based on achievement. Maybe a, a deep-rooted value that I have is based on success and achievement, and I look at that situation and I filter through, oh, I'm not successful. I'm not worthy of someone listening to what I have to say because I have not performed to the value that, that I should be. And even deeper in there, we get to that identity piece. What does this mean about me that they're not listening What does this mean about me and my success and my performance that they're not listening to what I have to say? That's that first deeper category, that the meaning that we put behind other people's actions, our own, probably the meaning we put behind our reactions to things, right? But then there's the second category, that motivation piece. Our motivation can be deeply increased or decreased based on a stimuli, right? Based on some kind of situation that smacks us in the face. So for that situation in particular, my motivation is going to fluctuate, right? I'm going to see that reaction and I'm going to be influenced by it immediately, influenced by it. I think we can all relate to that situation where something has happened and we're like, oof, I'm not doing too hot. Ooh, I might not be doing well. Right? And deeper within that, we equate that to our goals. We equate that to our, our life script that we have and those things that drive us need fuel. Sometimes we have situations that take fuel from us. So that motivation, without thinking, without being cognitively aware that this is happening, is going to fluctuate. And in the example that I gave, is probably going to decrease. Right? So that is also going to influence my reaction. Now this third category, memory. Some kind of history or pattern may be related to this particular situation. Maybe I've had a previous experience where someone didn't listen or I, maybe I have a, a childhood experience that is related to this situation that's also influencing my reaction. Our history or our memory or previous patterns plays a role and and influences us without us being cognitively aware. So these three categories are happening in that conversation. They're all chatting about without us being aware of them, without us being a part of that conversation. The meaning we put behind things, the motivation to act or not act, and the memory associated with that trigger are all having a conversation together. Mixed in with our cognitive distortions and our our emotional warning lights, they're all having a conversation. Think of them all as sitting around in a circle, having a chat without you there. All of this is happening. And then we get to 
our choices. Our choices are taking a seat at the table too. These rules that we have, these social rules that we have for ourselves, these priorities that we have. I have very different priorities than you do. You have very different priorities than, than the woman next to you does, right? So that plays a role in it too. So this whole business meeting of the brain is happening before we get to that action or reaction space. Like I mentioned before, this whole shortcut that we're trying to avoid, some kind of stimulus occurs, some kind of situation, some kind of encounter occurs, and we take a shortcut to action or reaction, right? And that's, that's the piece that we have been a part of up until this point without entering this conversation that we've been left out of. So my hope for you and bringing awareness to all of this is that we enter that business meeting of the brain and we sit down at the table and we say, you know what? Okay, I want to be a part of this conversation. I want to make myself more aware so that I can react more positively or maybe not even positively in a more informed manner because I can guarantee you have been in a situation where you've reacted so quickly so quickly, you took that shortcut real quick and, and, and you looked back at it and you said, you know what, I probably could have backpedaled there a little bit. I probably could have slowed down a little bit and thought that through. Man, I had that reaction because of this, this, and this. I had that reaction because I was reminded of something else. I had that reaction because I was having this internal pressure on myself and I, I was in a very critical place. All of that conversation we can get used to having in the moment. I will preface this so strongly with something that you have heard me say over and over and over again. This doesn't change overnight. This takes repetition. But if we can get used to, in the moment, taking a second to sit down at that that business meeting of the mind and saying, okay, I'm having this emotional response. I am having some of these beliefs about myself come up and I know that that's influencing things. I'm seeing my motivation go down, so that's probably going to affect my reaction. Maybe I'm having some some memory pieces come up for me. And yeah, history-wise and pattern-wise, this has taught me that this is the case, but how could this situation be different? The whole goal of entering that inner conversation is that you start to slow down. That you start to slow down before jumping so quickly to a reaction. And maybe at first that looks like some end of the day reflection. Maybe you go back and you say, yeah, I know some inner conversations happened without me today. And I jumped that shortcut and reacted quickly, but... With those reactions, what influenced that? What was behind that? Let me dig that a little bit deeper and figure out what the heck happened without me. Something influenced that reaction. Something influenced that cognitive distortion that I have going on. Something influenced that emotional response. The more I have an understanding of it, the more I'm going to be able to intervene. The more I'm going to be able to slow down. So yeah, there's been a conversation that's been going on without you. 
There's been a conversation that's been going on right in front of you every couple seconds, probably. But I figured I should tell you. I figured that maybe if I told you, you'd start to be a part of that conversation. You'd start to be a part of that conversation, but you'd also be happier with the peace inside your head. That you'd be happier with the process that you can go through to be kinder to your mind, yeah. But to debunk some of those myths that you got going on up there. To call out some of those distortions that you have going on and, and those patterns that you've accepted as law that don't have to be. Yeah, history says this. Yeah, your memories say this. But that doesn't mean that that's how that's going to play out. That doesn't mean that's going to happen exactly as it's been scripted for you before. So maybe, I thought that maybe if you slowed down a little bit, you'd be able to pull up a chair to that inner conversation and influence it a little bit. So I hope that you do. I hope that you start to avoid that shortcut that we've been jumping to, you and I both, that you avoid that shortcut and you start to get real with yourself. You start to get deeper with yourself. And I'm going to do the same darn thing, okay? We're in this together. Go join that conversation. And don't forget to tell me all about it. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.